Hello everybody, and welcome back to Mungamax at Movies, a show where we don't talk smack about movies, we celebrate them. Don't beat me more. Yeah, unless it's the movie we saw today. And what was the movie we saw today? It was called Zero. It is a uh, Bollywood film that is really, really bad. How many stars would you give it? Zero. Just like the title. Don't you love titles that explain exactly what the movie is about? Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's true of today's movie. What movie are we talking about today, Lord? Um, uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, Naruto, clearly. No, we haven't seen a Naruto movie in years. Hmm, maybe it's a guy who wears underwear. That's correct! How appropriate! It's a guy who wears underwear, and what's his name, Lord? Captain Longpants? Why would it be Captain Longpants if he's a guy who wears underwear? I don't know. No, obviously we're talking about Captain Underpants, the animated adaptation of Dave Blinky's classic book series that was a childhood favorite of both myself and you, V-Lord. We recorded this review back in June of 2017, and finally we are presenting it to your ears. Spoilers, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie, and we have a lot of great people on to talk about it. Vix, Ethan, and even Jace. Alright, that was back when Jace was on recordings. Nah, one of only two times he's appeared. Yeah, aside from the one time where you can hear him play Monster Hunter in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. But, without further ado, why don't you listen to our review of Captain Underpants? Let's go and say tra-la-la and jump right into the action. And see. Tra-la-la. Underpants, underpants. I like Captain Underpants. Underpants, underpants. Hooray for Captain Underpants. Now you need to do the wedgie wiggle. Go do it. You smell surprisingly nice today. Yes. <laughs> I always smell surprisingly nice. Yeah. You have no idea how much shampoo I like use. Fuck you, man. And I showered yeah. before coming over because I'm not an animal. You aren't? I. <laughs> Grr. Oh my. <laughs> I'll bite you and give you rabies. Anyway. Exactly. Anyway, silliness that's aside. That's my fetish, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can do that a lot. Yes. I'll get someone else to unbite you. <gasps> <laughs> monster. See, see, you're already an animal. <laughs> Everything that you've just heard is probably a lower tier of humor than a than a movie called Captain Underpants. That's right. Welcome to another Manga Mavericks at Movies. And today we saw uh, the first epic, epic movie, movie of Captain, Captain Underpants, Underpants. A book series from our childhoods that we are all very fond of and this movie was a perfect love letter to it and a great adaptation. And so we're going to talk about it. Short version, it's good. But before we talk about that, because this is something I wanted to get to, uh, we should talk about some of the previews we got before the movie. Because, like, two in particular. Despicable Me 3 looked surprisingly good. Better. After after Mm -hmm. I swore off this franchise because Minions was actually cancer. Ethan, you ever see that one preview where, like, it's uh, the main character, I forget his name. Gru. Gru. Yeah, Gru. He's Gru. Yeah, he's fighting that one hip-hop, like, wannabe 80s dude. Yeah, the tra- guy that, Trey Who Parker is voiced by one of the writers from South Park. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Trey Parker. That, that preview is actually really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Parker is lending, a, apparently lending a lot of his uh, prowess to this movie. 
which yeah. I think is interesting because I, um, the How I View the Despicable Me franchise is a constant struggle between the writers and the studio. The studio wants to push the minions, but the writers want who, to make a good movie. Want to make a good fa- uh, movie about um, based around family dynamics and also a silly superhero movie and a silly spy movie rather than this and this, which you can see in Despicable Me one and two, where. They're like, all right, okay, we have to make more minions. All right, what can we do? Oh, let's do this. And they work okay. I think yeah. I get a, I get a to few their, chuckles out of a lot of them. To their credit, I actually thought that before they became market uh, as, as marketed as they were, I thought the minions were actually kind of a cool idea. Just this yeah. made-to-order group of minions that you could get a lot of very quickly. Did yeah. either of yeah. you see the minions movie? Uh, I saw a, I saw a bit of it, and then I turned. How do you know it's the cancer? Of it's not actually that bad of a movie. It, yeah, it's... we saw it at, like All right. on Netflix. At our Fine, maybe the movie house. itself wasn't that bad. It's I hated bad. everything to do with it. Like, is that it, fair? It sounds like a terrible, like mass market, like pandering idea. All right, can and I... it's not like a perfect movie, but it's a fun movie. Can yeah. I at least say I hated everything to do with it because I could never get away? Because as soon as I walked out my front door, a Minions themed cab pulled up <laughs> as a Minion opened the door and. He extended me his hand, and his hand was a miniature minion, and they threw bananas at me, and the bananas exploded into more minions! As he stood over my corpse, he said only one word. Banana. Actually, you just say, actually, the joke's that they say bottom or whatever. Yeah, if you can find that, like, uh, Despicable Me 3 preview that I mentioned online, I'd highly recommend recommend checking out because it's like really funny yeah the one that we watched showed off the really impressive art direction of the movie the animation is dynamic yeah, and bouncy yeah. it's great and it also put and also had one of the tropes that i want to see more in fiction as in supervillain husbands trying yeah. to read god yes yeah I, I i love i love it when i loved it when dr doofenshmirtz had it and I am pretty sure that I am going to at least get a few chuckles out of this because my weird specific taste likes this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the previous trailer leans too heavily on the, oh, Gru has a brother who uh, he never knew he had. And to be fair, I barely that, remember which that. Which is very, like, tre- tread upon, like, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. So that part doesn't interest me, but the way the execution seems to be going at with this trailer seems a lot better. It seems yeah. like there could be potential for some fun here. They yeah. have a gold-plated Formula One racer. That is almost an ultimate middle finger in a kid's movie. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I will say that, you know, they do reveal a lot of plot beats in this movie. Yeah. Not the final one, but a, a lot of the structure of the movie, you get too much out of it from this trailer. Yeah, trailer yeah. makers, it's you don't a, have to yeah. whore out 70% of the movie. Just yeah. put in a few funny lines and we'll probably come and see it. It's but not as bad like, as Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming's trailer, which completely killed my enthusiasm to see the movie because it gave away the entire movie. Mm. And I'm uh, like, whatever. Well, I'll still see it, but like, yes, man, it a lot of frustrates me to no end when... They make trailers that just give away the whole movie. Like, don't tell us the narrative arc of the movie. Like, there is a trailer uh, we saw with this movie for this story about this kid who has a very uh, disfigured face. And, you know, that looked like a very, you know, heartwarming. It looked somewhat endearing. But they gave away basically entire character arc 
They show the big moment. reveal where he starts to actually get friends. Yeah, they yeah. Give, it, give it all away in the trailer, and I'm like, mm. okay. At first, I thought that was a tra- that was a trend for overly emotional middle aged women who can't handle suspense and um, <laughs> and the idea oh, of yeah. some and the idea of somebody like going through hardship, which is like that's a legitimate tactic that mar- that advertisers use. But then that started applying to literally everything because apparently you can't sell the movie on concept alone, and you have to sell the ending, which usually is the weakest part of a movie. You know, it's yeah. kind of odd, but I almost wish that, like, every movie trailer would just be a crappy, like, hand-drawn PowerPoint by a guy from Brooklyn. Like, the movie we won't see. <laughs> it's a guy, he's in his underpants, he fights crime. Go see the movie! Bada bing, bada boom! Or flat out lie with the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Silver Age covers! So or like, like a Magica trailer. Yeah! Or, or the Sergeant Frog film trailers. Yeah! Which were oh all a bunch of parodies of other films. Yeah. Which were amazing. No, I don't remember what it was. I just was thinking of it. There's this one film that has, um, that, that has a, that has a, um, a tra- that has a trailer for this like uh, epic plot, but it's only like the first five minutes of the movie, Tropic and they just Thunder? move it on. I think that was it. But yeah, then they just move on from that, and that's not even that's not even related to anything. Kind of like a Brave and the Bold cold open. Uh, but to, re- to reference, I was going to say this before to reference like a movie that we also podcasted about earlier, Wonder Woman. A lot of people complain that aside from the pl- big plot twist at the end, like which no one fucking cares about because it's dumb, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, like all the like plot beats. We're shown in the Wonder Woman trailers. Like, no. going to see the movie, you kind of already know what to expect. Yeah. Man shows up. Man is yeah. handsome. They go to Britain together. As spy stuff happens, and then they fight in wars. Yeah, we learn all that from the trailers. So what's yeah. the point and of the tra- seeing the movie? And the trailers also had the coolest scene in the movie. In exactly. Them. So what's yeah. the, the No Man's Land scene. Don't put the coolest scene in the movie in the trailers. Or at least not all of it. Don't show too much of your best material. Because right. we want to be surprised. Highs and lows. It's a thing in storytelling. It's a thing in performing. It's a thing for a reason. Yeah, I you mean, see, I think that the trailer would have been a lot better to hy- for hyping up that one scene if instead of showing what happened after they went to the trenches, showing what's in the trenches. Yeah, so even yeah. those people who don't know about the horrific conditions of World War One, where you literally would sit in there for hours, not moving for God knows how long, dying of like you'd you probably uh, rather you probably die of a rat eating your face um, rather than a bullet hit you. And nobody can get up over the lines. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about that scene in Wonder Woman is that she does the impossible in World War One and does a full frontal charge that works. Wow. I mean, in this day and age, you don't need to show in your trailers the best scenes. You show the most interesting scenes. Because yeah. if you show the best scenes, what's the point of seeing the movie? Yeah, just 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 show off. Um, just be like, this is a character in a movie. This is a character in a movie. Are you interested? This is a plot. Come see it. Yeah, let's not show our entire fucking plot. To She's you a leather-clad barbarian. He's an English spy. Watch these two wacky characters meet. And you know what was a good trailer? The Captain Underpants trailer. Oh God, yes. Yeah, it, it got me hyped away. for the movie. Yes, it got you interested in the movie while not giving away too much. I don't think they showed anything after the first twenty minutes in it any did, of the trailers. Uh, you couldn't like tell re- really any plot from it, aside from the fact that oh, I've read the book. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything that you've read, the, if you've read the books, you know what. To My favorite thing yeah. about this movie is that the first thing that they revealed was something to was was something that they would assure fans that. 
this wasn't going to be that kind of movie. You know, that kind of movie where they like where they where they take a children's property and then they adapt it without getting the actual style or anything else. Like let's say Smurfs or Boss Baby or anything or else like that thing Frank and Friend parodied where the dog in a gross middle-aged fat man's body turned into a torrid romance between two people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody read Frank and Fran. It's I'm fucking good. I'm looking at the books right there in the corner. It's like right, the, first so... things, the, first, the first thing that we ever saw about this movie was, hey, we're making a movie. Here's Krupp's office. And there's Krupp yelling at George and Harold with like all the background gags from the, from the book. They had, they had the meal here side. I'm so proud yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's when you start throwing uh, your money at the screen. And then, um, then uh, that wasn't even in the movie. They changed it to um, what Krupp had later, which was, uh, um, they, they had, it's something Krupp had later. I can't remember what it was. It was so, um, something about um, abandoned all hope you who enter here or something? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like something that. Like that. Hope dies. Um, yeah, hope dies here. That was it. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, I know. Abandoned all hope you who enter here was outside its office. Right. Yeah. yeah. So from surprising highs in trailers with Despicable Me comes a sad, sad low. Uh, you mean okay. the masterpiece, the emoji movie? <laughs> no. No one expected that to be good. No. I'm talking about Ferdinand. Yeah, I was actually kind of hyped for this movie because it looked kind of good. Yeah, Blue Sky did a great job with the Peanuts movie, and I um and uh, the I go I go I go on Fortune slash Coast. So I was kind of following the develop following. You can't see me when I'm doing quotes. The development ever since I heard it announced, and wait, I was wait, like, wait, 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 do it again, do it again. Air quotations. Yeah. Do that every time we do air quotations because I do them a lot during these podcasts. I'll um, do that for everybody. Yeah, and I'll do them for you. Um, Air quotations! Like, I mean, the movie's about, what, the book's like, what, 100 years old at this point? This might and be it's like 10 pages long? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, ten, it's, it's a short story book. So right. Yeah, it's yeah. 10 pages long. It's kind of it's kind of a um, one of the most influential books of my childhood for some odd reason. The art design hmm. is gorgeous. The art design is gorgeous. Mm. Uh, the message is absolutely wonderful. And I and I honestly was kind of hyped to see a movie about this because I always wanted to know more about like what Ferdinand did during that time, how he um, like his thought process, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at first, it looked kind of promising, if a little forced and contrite here and there. Yeah. And then John Cena's name popped up and just looked at each other and sighed in perfect unison. Because I'm not saying it's impossible for a celebrity who is not generally a voice actor to be a good voice actor, but Smurfs has made me very bitter in that regard. And, all, and everything about the trailer was like, you've, you've seen these trailers for bad kids movies It's every before. movie yeah. you've seen before. Like, they, they do the bull in the china shop joke in the first seconds of the trailer. Yeah, and then you see weird animal mascots with minion voices screaming that happens in every single one of these CGI animated films, and I'm like, please give this some kind of, I don't know, respect. Please. Oh, uh, I guess not. And I Honestly, I think they could have done Ferdinand's design better. I mean, it's fine, it's mm -hmm. bouncy and cartoony, but they could have brought a certain... Spanish charm, majesty to it. My main problem with the movie from like from, from the trailer from the very very get go was okay. They showed off like a, they showed off a little bit of Spanish flair with the um, with the dance at the beginning. Okay, I was like, all right, is this going to look like the Book of Life? No, nope. it looks whitewashed, like legitimately white. Everything's white and blue. I wish it looked like Book of Life. Yeah, yeah. Book of Life. I love the movie. Yeah, like I was expecting them to either go with the um, with the French-ish ink um, ink blot style of the book's illustrations, or something like the Book of Life, since 
Um, since what they're going for, obviously, from the trailer is a very, very Spanish influence. No, but, but with... the farm that it looks like the majority of the movie takes place on could have been in Kansas, for all you know. Basically. Yeah, and they didn't even have the iconic, stu- like, um, scenes on the farm from the book. Like, you don't see, like, the tree doesn't even look like the tree on the cover. Everybody knows that stupid tree he sits under and smells flowers. You can't even see no flowers! There's no fl- <laughs> That's his thing! He smells flowers! <laughs> God. Which they do, but then, like, they immediately wipe under the rug with a stupid joke about, oh, cats hate water. Well. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Ninjago movie looked pretty good. Not really much to say about that. I've seen the trailer before. Laughed my ass off the first time. Second time, I'm like, yeah, the action's really, really good in this. Even better than the Lego movies. Yeah, Yeah. I like the Ninjago TV show, so I'm interested to see their. I haven't seen it. Ninjago! It's not the best animated show ever, but it's a fun show. It's a good show. It's it's a nice little uh, Sentai parody show. It starts out like this kind of like this fun comedy show, then it actually gets serious, but it's a good type of serious. Yeah. It's a a cool plot line. Mm -hmm. And some good character development. Like, it's, uh... And then the Emoji Movie happened. Oh, God. Yeah. We don't talk about well, the Emoji Movie. No. Speaking of the Lego Movie, my my comments were, I believe, almost verbatim. Hey, you remember that part where the Lego Movie's plot was kind of original, but not too original, but you don't care because it was done so well? Yeah, this is nothing like that. Yeah. They even got their own Wild Style, which doesn't appear in the movie because everybody uh, kind of called them out on the whole Wild Style rip-off thing. Even the Seriously. guys who made the Lego Movie, so she doesn't actually appear until, like, the end of the trailer, and you could tell that they were pretty much going through every single other character that they have besides the original yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty clear that she's just, a, you know, rip off of that character. They're yeah. trying to make the Lego movie with emojis, essentially. Yeah, although it reminded me a lot of Wreck-It Ralph in terms of, like, what it's about. Oh, so yeah, I don't want to Products stuck. that have their own world well, that and, and the a character same that's character going arc against of, like, the flow, yeah. yeah. It really didn't make any sense from a narrative standpoint. No, this, has been, this has been pointed out since, yeah. like, the plot was first leaked, and people thought it was too stupid to be real. <laughs> but it, people Little kept, but people kept posting it over and over and over again, and then we found out it was actually real, and it was actually described as an adventure. So they're like, oh, this person this per- got more than one emotion, and he and if he just want the old user to throw away the phone. No, no, it's no. like some like weird and inside like, out. You just kind of you with our consumerist culture. You literally replace your phone like every few months. Yeah. And so you just I'm, I'm, an an, I'm an anomaly because I replace my phone like every three years and like when my phone like stops getting signal as well and it actually affects my life as people try to call me and they're like, what, why did you pick up? And I'm like, oh, uh, sorry. I've been waiting here for hours. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that so was... Um, emoji movie looks pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart is a piece of poop. That pretty much says everything you know. Yeah. You need to know. And I wish yeah. that half of the budget of this movie could go back to being Popeye, and the other half could be spent on getting Sir Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan drunk, because goddamn, those two are adorable when they party together. Yeah. But can, can we have that Popeye movie? Can Sylvester McCoy join them? Because he's fun with them. Perfect. And then he then then he can play spoons and they can all sing dumb drunken Spanish the uh, Scottish songs. That's not Scottish. I'm sorry. I'm probably I'm probably offending thirteen thousand people right now. Everybody needs to watch Sylvester McCoy play spoons. It's fun. <laughs> it's more fun than the Emoji Movie. But then again, having your toenails ripped out is more fun than the Emoji Movie. And I'll stop shitting on the Emoji Movie when it leaves me alone. So is that it for trailers? That's well, it. Pretty we'll stop, much. We'll stop shitting on the Emoji Movie after we see it and rip on it. 
Yeah, yeah we're going to go see this in theaters. <laughs> I'm going to get the big boy stopping boots. First you're playing to force me to watch the fairy tale movie. Now you're going to make me watch the emoji movie. Is it still hey, possible to demand Lord. refunds if movies are going to be worse than fairy tale? No. That's a good point. Actually, no. Well, even if around. it is, I don't emoji think we should because we're going to be doing it for this oh, wait, purpose yeah, anyway. Yeah. So even if we're going to enjoy it. We get something out of it even if the movie sucks. So I don't think we personally can ask for a refund. But it should be a thing. It's kind of like hey, buying a box set of You're not even paying people. for the ticket, probably. No, I mean, I will if I get a job yeah, by then. You'll, by the you'll way, pay for your own shit. I'm a destitute bum. Make your jokes. Go <laughs> go ahead. Come at me, bro. I've just told them everything they need to know. Fucking I, peasant. He's not actually a date. He's good. He's good. He goes to college. He's cool. Well, yeah. okay, yes. I go to college, but I don't... And he's, actually, and he's actively seeking employment, so... Don't, yeah. don't be hard on so the baboon. So you're still considered under the workforce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Economics. Economics. More like economics. Oh, we can't make those jokes. JonTron's taboo now. Who cares about? Yeah. I want to hire our Lord and Savior, the Gear Man. I want to hire our Lord and Savior, the Gear Man Gamer. Anyway, I think it's time to talk about that. Jesus fucking Christ! Movie time. So, the movie. It starts out, and it's charming in that way that backwards R's on the Toys R Us sign try to be, but fail at. It's it's charming in that way. The opening scroll is done by uh, the characters in the movie. It's, like, drawn in crayon, and it's narrated by them, and it's it's just charming. Um, George yeah. Beard and Harold Hutchins. Oh, wait. Uh, let, me, let me get this out of the way. Uh, George is the one on the left with the flat top and the tie, and Harold is the one on the right with the t-shirt and the funny haircut. Remember that now. It's not in the movie, but uh, it's okay, because it's, it's, it's... They it's did stupid. everything they, but. They, they, did, they literally did everything but, so like, it's fine. First and foremost, the most reassuring, if you don't even want to get into the plot, the most reassuring thing I can tell you, if you're a fan of this, they do Everything. Yeah. 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 There's, um, it, um, for, for, okay. Oddly enough, for a movie that's supposed to be, you know, potty humor according to Variety and pretty much every single reviewer that I read through at Rotten Tomatoes in the five minutes before we did this podcast, it's <laughs> also full of a childish humor that only five-year-olds could laugh at. I, five, the, like, the entire theater was laughing, because we were in a theater full of kids, because it's got an underpants movie, yeah. was only laughing when George and Harold were doing the DreamWorks logo music. And I didn't hear them any other time. I heard them a yeah. few other times, but it wasn't like... We were the only ones laughing at the Uranus jokes! Yeah, that one was weird. These days have terrible taste in oh, movies. Yeah. And they were then... laughing at the Emoji Movie. Yeah. They thought the Emoji Movie was gonna yeah. be good. They laughed at the Emoji Movie trailer more than they laughed at this movie, and that just saddens me! Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, in defense of our sense of humor, specifically the Uranus joke, it's not just Uranus, it's the way it's animated and the way they react to it that <laughs> it's part of what makes it no, so No, I'm gonna funny. laugh at a Uranus joke whenever it happens. It's still funny. <laughs> I might like it's, it's, it, What's even funnier is that scientists officially changed the it's, name to Uranus so people stop doing that. So do kids not make Uranus jokes anymore? Nope. No! Me My little right. brother does. He thinks it's funny. Yeah, but he's like He's your exposed brother. to you, though. Yeah, That's exactly. True. But that's the context behind these jokes and the execution what that make them really work. Thank no you. No matter how juvenile, quote-unquote, the humor is... 
They put it's... effort into the timing and the execution, and they put in the time, and it works. That was the right. entire joke of the Captain Underpants series, for those of you who haven't read it. It's a thing called Captain Underpants that doesn't actually rely on potty humor, and in fact, the potty humor is built up to, it is more, and where the rest of the humor is extremely dry and crunchy, to take a uh, little adjective that they keep putting onto every single Captain Underpants book. That's right! The big crunchy book of fun Crunchy, uh, extra crunchy, full of laughs. Spelled with two Fs. It's not, it's not a, it's not like cynically stupid. It's not pandering to kids. It's like legitimately well-written. Like, all the jokes have very clever execution. Like, that can be enjoyed even if you're an adult like us. Like, it isn't just, oh, look, they say something dumb, like, oh, uh, it's just funny because it's booby pants or Uranus. It's the context behind it's... what's happening. It's like how the characters are reacting. It's like what's happening in the scene. It's like the fact that the movie can have, like, emo- make an emotional connection and bring things back. Like, the Uranus scene is like the formation of the, of the Herald and George's friendship and it the climax of the movie it that joke brings them back to their senses and like saves the day so <laughs> which actually uh, that is one of my other f- this movie made me laugh throughout but like three of my favorite jokes one of them is there um, the villain has built this mm-hmm. ray that takes away people's ability to laugh and you see <laughs> the laugh centers of their brain shrinking <laughs> and they're talking to each other psychically it's, it's a great setup yeah. and they're like no man think of something funny it's, think, think of toilets poopy that's potty humor that's the lowest <laughs> form of humor don't you put that evil on me <laughs> it's so good so dare leave me <laughs> no, come back! <laughs> There's so many, like, like, um, all most of the, uh, um, like the potty. I, I, there was only about three potty humor jokes in the movie, action. and there was about in a movie uh, that where the villain literally uses a giant toilet. Yeah, and it's called. And there was at least, and um, there are more jokes about how juvenile and crude potty humor is. Yeah, and how it's the lowest form of humor, and how only idi- and how only idiots use it on its own. Yeah, that I was would like, say that and wordplay are the two biggest things you will see in this franchise. Yeah, because yeah. like there's a. <laughs> It's like I said in the theater, I am not a smart man, and it's a good thing I never claimed to be, because it took me ten years to get Miss Ribble. I am not a smart man. God, there's so there's so much wordplay in the movie that I can't remember all of it. A lot of it was in the background, too. Like, there, like oh, yeah. um, there, uh, uh, there, was, there, was a, there was a pun... Um, that I can't remember because it's pretty elaborate. Um, involving the uh, um, involving the periodic table, one that was involving um, it's the, like boring anium or something like yeah, that. Boring, but yeah. well, no, that was that wasn't. It was something on the blackboard. Like, but like um, when they were going through the elements, like they started with like actual ones, and then they started doing like just made up ones with that start with the letter B. Yeah, right. There are <laughs> this movie. <laughs> this movie is cram-packed with jokes, like, and there are jokes in the background, uh, behind the jokes that are, like, obvious and, like, going on the screen, like, there's layers of jokes in this movie, like, there's, like, so much to dig into, like, this movie is as refined in humor as, like, a classic Simpsons episode, and, like, how many jokes are going on at the same time, (laughs) how dense it is. Like, um... If you've ever seriously looked into any of the background uh, stuff on the Lord of the Rings movies, you'll know that they had people to sew 
elven lettering on two sleeves that would only be in one scene. They did that with comedy for this movie, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and half the comedy is um is even like something that I noticed because I read the books obsessively as a kid. Half the <laughs> background comedy was actually setting up lore for other books. So like uh so um so at one point um one of the best scenes of the movie is where um where where Mr. Krupp as Captain Underpants is conducting a school choir after he reinstates the art program um consisting of whoopee cushions and people making fart noises with their armpits. And again, I'm a complete doof. I don't know what the name of the piece is, but it's the you get the idea, but it's like it's seven year olds performing this with whoopee cushions. <laughs> and as the shot pans out of the two main characters laughing, it starts showing critical quotes over the screen, like surprisingly tasteful. This made my heart sing. Stuff like that. Potted potatoes. Yeah, and, uh, yes! yeah and, were, um, and most of them were either from uh, fictional franchises within, um, like uh, like Snotco, within um, within the book's universe. Um, or, um, or parodies of, like, actual review sites, or setting up, um, uh, setting up the Bionic Booger Boy saga, Harold's grandmother, who eventually becomes a superhero after drinking extra strength super power juice and become, and forming a superhero duo with, uh, George's grandpa, and it's really, really weird and kind of awkward because it's old people running around in underwear beating up giant hamsters with walkers. <laughs> and thus the Captain Underpants cinematic universe begins. God, like, there's... You know, usually it's a sign of protection when you put the first movie in your title. Yeah. <laughs> but Dude, in this case, Sid, I think Sid, it was well-deserved. Pokemon, the first movie, was high art. The English version only made things better, and I will hear nothing to the contrary. Brother, well, my, my brothers, brother, tell me to fight not like this proceeds <laughs> to cut a re- really deep philosophical discussion between animals about the nature of human beings and replacing it with a shitty song <laughs> thank and, you four kids for bickering you know you, should, you guys should listen to the commentary track by uh, the English dub directors I think I have but it was a while ago really Pretty interesting like yeah we have the DVD and it's on there it's, I listened to it have like, they heard the radio dramas yeah. and stuff I, yeah, they they're well worse than like. Why am I not side, surprised that you've listened really, to the Pokemon Radio? I would uh, I would love to see like um I would love to see the creative process that went behind that because there was they um because they changed a lot of major things about yeah. the plot like the the major messages because they might have been kind of controversial they made things a lot more ham fisted but then they kept but it seemed like they wanted to try to keep the original messages there because yeah. they kept pushing like every single release of the movie they kept they translated every single part of it. With the original cast and everything, that's so that's why. Uh, but they weren't allowed to release it. So, like on the VHS release, they released the part with um, Mewtwo killing everybody, which yeah. wasn't in the movie or something. Um, it, like, like they didn't have the Jungle Expedition, I know, in the original theater release. And then, then the final, final Blu-ray release, they had they had Mewtwo's actual origin, mm-hmm. which hadn't been seen overseas, which is great. Yeah. I think it's actually included as an extra with uh, yeah. Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah it, it is, yeah. but only in the DVD release that was done like years and years yeah. later. Like I think this is after Pokemon Company acquired the acquired it. Maybe, but at least with Pokemon the first movie, <laughs> they knew there was another movie on the way because yeah. that movie was already out. God, I was still in production. This, this one, um, it, uh, God, the release timing of this is absolutely awful. 
I hope that it gets the money it deserves because it's being sandwiched in between Wonder Woman and Despicable Me 3. It came out same day as Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, oh, like, wow. like, like I, I... And the sad thing is, you know Cars 3 is grossing more than this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just hurts me because, like, why... It, um, when you when you have a movie like this um, during let's say a gap in a release schedule, night, um, how movies make their money is by repeat viewings because um, because especially kids movies, this is especially kids movies, parent um, kids will, uh, will drag their parents back into the theater to see movies that they really really enjoyed. Now kids are going to want to see Cars and Despicable Me because those are big big things, but Captain Underpants isn't as big of a thing anymore. And also kids are going to be, go see Wonder Woman because superheroes are the big thing. If Captain Underpants was released like I don't know, let's say Christmas or whatever, God, parents would um, like parents since they since they have the money usually want to go back to movies that you know are kind of at least a little bit intelligent. The Emoji Movie will probably flop because parents don't want to see that shit more than once. Despicable yeah. Me, there's at least enough there that parents will want to see it again and again. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. Captain Underpants, that's definitely a movie adults would have loved to see again and again because there's so many background gags. There's so, um, there's not pop culture reference. There's one pop culture reference and it's actually hilarious yeah. that only adults would have gotten. There's re- references. The shades. No, no, not the shades. The oh. Oprah joke. Yeah. yeah. My god. The Oprah joke just made me die. <laughs> the, this movie makes an Oprah joke in 2017 and it's actually funny. Yeah. Did Oprah yeah. stop being relevant? Oprah stopped Oprah's being rele- still relevant. But she's like a pop, kind of a pop culture <laughs> bit of. Like, she's just blended into our pop yeah. culture now. Everyone just knows. Oprah as like a person at, in t- in terms of a concept yeah. more than they actually know her show. They don't, they don't remember but they the know show of what channel. Oprah is and mm-hmm. represents and, and like what she's on the famous car yeah. thing and all that. Yeah, but like oh my god, it is beautiful. I remember the old Drake and Josh days. We'd always <laughs> oh, remember yeah. Oprah. Drake, oh, I remember Drake that. Ran over Oprah. Yeah, that was like that. Josh ran over Oprah. Drake had nothing to do with it, guys. We swear. I got a restraining order from Oprah, guys. But look at the bright side. I now have Oprah's signature. It's amazing. <laughs> beep, beep, new car, Oprah. <laughs> I miss Vine. I want them to bring back Vine only so Josh Peck can make more Vines. I don't care if it's dude bro humor. It was funny, damn it. Josh Peck can do a serious hunk. He was... Yeah. God, he's hot. Like, he, he looked hot and, like, near the end of Drake and Josh, but yeah. damn, he's got to find it so, I, I don't I don't go for the scruffy look at all. Like, it, Sploosh. Like, like, I don't go for the scruffy look at all. People think my friend Kevin is really, really sexy for some reason because of his scruffy look. That's because he is sexy. And yeah, see? See? And I'm like, oh, God, he's too scruffy for me, but Josh. Oh, that Josh. So you don't want to fuck the moose from Supernatural? No. Oh, okay. Sadly. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we can't be friends anymore, but okay. Yeah, it's hard. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Because I'm not gay for the same things you are. I'm Uh-oh. not gay, I just like... Yes, you are, I just dead. like... I slap Ethan, I spank your dead. ass and you orgasm. That's true, I legitimately go, Ooh! The only... <laughs> I'm not gay, I just like having giant throbbing man meat inside Ethan, me. you're essentially my bottom bitch. 
Oh wait, oh wait, Ivan. That's the Ivan and Ben. No, and uh, Ben doesn't count. He's honorary Indian. He's just a bro now. We're being way more crude than this movie. Actually. Yeah, God, like our humor is so much more juvenile and easy to make. When they got their um, there's um, there's a fucking there's a throw like one of the throwaway jokes about the movie is something about Ebola. Yeah. It was the right. yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, one of the best. Sorry, we are close for Ebola. <laughs> it was it was like oh, when this movie goes to the extreme, it's. Mm, blinking, you'll miss it. It's so good. Oh, there's, there's th- like the throwaway jokes in the movie, like just you know something to fill time. They're all absolutely hilarious. Like this is the ha Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. One of the best jokes in the movie, which also ties into Captain Underpants, is like, um, Mr. Krupp and a new. Actually, you know what? We should probably go into the plot of the movie before we start talking about the jokes and what we liked. Because we haven't even gotten to the first... We haven't gotten past the opening scene yet. All right. The, we don't need to break it down in detail. We yeah, can just go over, like, the highlights of the movie. Yeah. We should probably... What's our spark notes on Captain Underpants? Okay. Uh, our spark notes. Yeah. Uh, well, they, you know, Harold and George, the best friends. But their pants grow too far, and Crump gets mad, and he tr- threatens to break them apart. And when they get caught uh, at pulling a prank by messing with one of Melvin's inventions at the science fair, Melvin, he recorded resident it. teacher's pet nerd tattletale. Yeah. With Melvin Sneedley. With no Great sense of humor. Name. He has literally no sense of humor. In, in, um, the, that's, the, that's actually a plot point. It's a plot point in the books, up. too. I'm telling! God dang it. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's, it's, again, a uh, quick aside. When they do get caught, that's one of my other favorite jokes. What are you going to do? Tell our parents? No, they're obviously failures. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I love about this movie, if I can, if I can just pontificate for a second. Of all By all means, this is nothing but yeah. pontification the podcast. Yeah, um... The um, uh, a lot. The scenes in Krupp's office are all taken directly from the books. The body language, pretty much, shot the, um, for the shot. facial expressions, the shots—they're all absolutely perfect recreations of what the books describing what happens. So, in one of the books, uh, George, um, so I think in the very first book, because um, when they're showing up, um, when uh, George and Harold do the quick drying rubber cement thing, mm-hmm. um, George and Harold are finally expelled, and Mister, and they they do this with instead of like having them expelled, they're going to be switching classes. Classrooms. They do it note for note. Everything from Mr. Krupp's weird, weird um, them commenting on his grin, and it's just becoming wider and wider and more horrible as he talks more and more about it. And the, the, the lighting just goes worse and worse. And there's lightning in the background, and they and it just ends with them screaming in horror and falling out. They got everything down to the sweat drops on the page. Like, so and not only that, <laughs> yeah, they added more. Like, when he's smiling, it has this terrifying bone-crunching sound effect. Yeah. I'll be right with you. Which is what I thought I had. I'll, I'll be right, right with no, you. No. And then he's like, what, what is he doing? I think he's smiling. It's so cold. And they actually have, like, the breath. Uh, oh, cold God. breath. Yeah, God, there's, uh, there's just so many small visual gags. One of the, uh, the strengths of this movie, definitely, is the fact that they... To go all out with being cartoony and having the little motion lines. They yeah. have sweat drops, and they're not overly obnoxious. It's great. Yeah. That was something I was... To, uh, to play with the fact that it is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. That was something I was kind of worried about, because having, having once read Captain Underpants, I know that he doesn't start out with superpowers, and I was worried that it would be hard to distinguish that line when you already have these characters set up as indestructible cartoon characters to draw that line between, well, now he can jump over a tall building. 
He can leap over tall buildings without getting a wedgie. It's beautiful. But no, no, um, the way they animate him when he finally gets his powers, it's very smooth, it's it's different, it works. Yeah. yeah. Also, the uh, also the opening of the movie is entirely drawn like one of uh, Dave Pilkey's um, attempts at drawing like he did as a kid. Um, right down to, um, and actually, a lot of it's taken from an actual comic inside the cut of Younger Pants comics, the... Um, the origin of Captain Underpants and the destruction of Underpanty World. Which is one giant piss take at Superman. But yeah, it was yeah. one giant piss take at Superman in the book comics and it still is now, and they, they go through the motions of what you expected to see the first thing. Look up, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's an egg salad sandwich, um, fa- um, faster than a speeding waistband, <laughs> more powerful than boxer shorts, able to leap tall buildings without getting a wedgie. That's... For all that is pre-shrunken cottony. Yeah, for all that is pre-shrunken cottony. That's e- yeah, that's that's it's it's there. It's good, and and it's back to the them. Uh, the, uh, it was well, where we were was in the office. So right. So so he's splitting them up. He's mm-hmm. about to sign it. The pen's about to hit the paper, and then they pull out their hypno ring. Yeah, right. they um they've been rummaging through the um uh, Mr. Krupp's drawer beforehand, and they found that it found something that he confiscated that he never got to use. The 3D magic hypno ring. What was it called? I, I, I think it was just called the yeah, hypno ring. No, it was, it was like it was called the 3D hypno ring. Like a 3D was in the title in oh. there. Like you could see it on the hip. It, like the full name was printed on the hypno ring if you noticed. <laughs> Which. I mean, besides being a nice huh. touch, might also be a cute little Lord of the Rings reference now that I think about it. It totally yeah. was. My Which, like, on top of that, that was one of my other totally favorite like jokes, like, when they talk about it. It's like, this is no mere plastic ring. It was forged in the basements of China from the most rancid plastic that only the cheapest toys are made from. Fear is power. Which is... Yes. I, um, <laughs> I, um, I... Um, I the movie couldn't go all out with the dry, dark humor, so um, I was expecting them to cut to what actually how the actual creation of the ring, which is a, a side in the in the books, where um, where where two executives are talking about how uh, about how they the rings actually have power and thousands have died because of them, <laughs> um, and, and the product has to be recalled, and like the, the um and the, this one company has been making all these horrible products that are the, that are the cause of everything bad that happens in Captain Underpants, and if they and they keep cropping up again and going out of business because they're dark magic products like us. So what you're telling me... And they're, they're only sold in cereal boxes and at everything except uh, fabric softener. So what you're <laughs> telling me... Yes. ...is that not only is Captain Underpants smarter than most people give it credit for, they have their own Umbrella Corp. Yes, they have their own Umbrella Corporation. They're the guys who make extra strength superpower juice, of course. <laughs> I, I, I want to see Captain Underpants versus Nemesis. Can I see this? Can someone make this? Can uh-huh. I have it, please? Give it to me. I want to see Albert Wesker uh, fight, the, um, fight. I don't know, just anybody from the Captain Underpants universe. They're all insane. And <laughs> it's just, it's just literally fun. anybody, honestly. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Hell, even, haven't George and Harold gotten superpowers at some point? No, they haven't. Only their grandparents, their hamster, and, um, and their principal, and their teacher's hair, and... Um, <laughs> their toilet, and, uh, geez. Their lunch lady sort of came prepackaged with superpowers because they were aliens. Yeah, other than that, I don't... Which, that's the one thing, uh, they introduce a character that was never in the books. Eat it. She, yeah. like, I am not a fan of love interests that they just cram into the movie because... They actually do some funny things with this character. Yeah, they yeah. seem to be doing a weird job of kind of humanizing Krupp, which I, which they said they were going to do, and people were like, "Really? You are? 
cool, I guess. Like, they start, um, they go into his, um, he actually reacts to the whole Captain Underpants thing, like, him finding himself in odd situations. He actually has memory of the, um, of, like, so, so, like, usually, um, when George and Harold are playing around the Hypno Ring, like, he won't remember what happens, like, when they're just playing around, but he remembers, like, appearing in their treehouse and, um, completely naked and absolutely no idea what's happening, and he's kind of freaked out. And they kind of, they, they do a job of humanizing him while also making him a terrifying monster who just slashed the school's art budget because he really wanted a fancy HAL 9000 door to yeah. intimidate everybody. Uh, yeah. The voice they got, yeah. who uh, is apparently an actor from The Office that I am not from. Yeah, Ed Helms. Amazing, amazing comedian. Wonderful performance. You can, you can hear him smack, well, like, he doesn't actually do this, but you can hear the lip smacking evil before he delivers his line. The way he straightens his tie is so maniacal. It's like, it was either that door or extend the art program. I think I made my choice. <laughs> he's just, he's just, I think the choice was clear. Exactly. Oh God, he's just absolutely diabolical, evil, but also they do a job of humanizing him by introducing this character called Edith, which is, she's not that bad. She's, the joke is, oh, hey, Mr. Krupp's in love, and there's some good slapstick humor that comes out of it, and one of my favorite lines of the movie, it's like, wait. Wait, it's like I think I think Mr. K- I think they like each other, and Harold's like, no, no, they like like each other, and he's, <laughs> yeah, like, and he's right. like, what? Adults can do that? Yeah, I know you don't know because your parents are married, but adults can like like each other. Before <laughs> <laughs> marriage, oh god, and um. Not necessarily funny, although I will say I was laughing. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when um, Krupp is passed out in his office. They've, I, it's right after they've changed him back. Yeah. And they're taking him to his house. And it's a nice enough place, but it's just empty and lonely. Yeah, like, it, everything about it is absolutely... Dream- like, like at, ver- at first you can tell it's just kind of that... Dr- it, it reminds me of, uh, like, a... a um. A little bit dark here. My great-grandma's house, right after she died, very, very empty, Mm -hmm. and you can tell somebody lives there, but it's lonely, it's sad, and then they go overboard with showing how lonely and sad (laughs) it is by playing up every single horror movie, and also sad movie trope that they can in one... And even then, that had a great joke there. They go into the bathroom, the towels are labeled his... Also, his. Yeah. <laughs> just like so, just and like panning out. Like, into like, and when they put in the bed, he, he has a bed groove like, yeah, in bed the bed groove. that's yeah. like perfectly shaped to him. It's yeah. it's so sad, but it's, it's yeah. also did funny. It, did you feel for Crump? It's weird because I'm not used to feeling anything but contempt for this evil shell of a human yeah, being. From what I remember from the books, he was just kind of a dick. Yeah, that's asshole. all. That's all he was. He was an. He was just an entirely awful asshole. That he was an antagonist. Yeah, he um the only time he was ever a kind of a person was when George and Harold accidentally um uh accidentally made him and Miss Ribble get married. And that's still and one the, of and my the, favorite And the only scenes. thing and the only like the like the only human emotions he had were just standing there going hubba bawa and then and then and then um and then and then him reacting to um to Miss Ribble uh uh finally coming out of her doing the same thing that he was and sit, um and yelling at his face saying he's a um saying he's a horrible despicable man and that's why she respects him but your problem is you're too nice <laughs> and then Mister Crump's like so sweetie you don't want to marry me and it's like the only genuine time I've ever felt anything for the man God and then she ruins his wedding and I felt really really bad and sad and and I was I distracted know. by the fact that they were yelling at each other's noses. <laughs> God, 
He had the same nose, yeah, but they're like, like it's your just, nose is hideous. Yeah, she's like, it's just your nose. What about it? Your nose, it's hideous. It's awful. <laughs> and the only two characters in the books with the same nose. They almost have the same body shape too. They do. They're both eggs. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Which again, just an artistic note that I love. His underwear takes up seventy percent of his actual body. Yes. And it's, his, it's great. his squash yeah. and stretch is at full, full effect in this movie. Yeah. There are no bones. And that is good. It's a good there thing. There should never be bones. In a cartoon, at least. Yeah. Unless it's a Japanese cartoon from a darker part of the internet. This and the Peanuts movie are great examples of how far CG has come to replicate, like, a More really 2D aesthetic yeah. and make it look so good. I honestly think that it's been this way for freaking years. People just didn't know what where to direct the detail. Mm. Like in this movie, um, the character, like the characters and backgrounds and environments, they're very, very simplistic, very, very flat. But the things that have a lot of detail are the clothing and the and hair. The hair um, yeah. th- thus, uh, like in the credits, um, there's there's entire div- there's entire div- uh, animation subdivisions devoted to the clothing and the hair, yeah. which you may not think are really big things, but as we've seen with the Peanuts movie. That's really where the stre- that's really how CG animation can be on par with 2D animation. You've still got that element of realism, but you've also got the element of it's funny, it's weird, it's out there, it's a completely different world where anything can happen. You believe right. it's a cartoon where a grown-ass man wearing nothing but his underwear and a cape can tackle a balloon harambe through the streets. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that weird Uncanny Valley where it's where it's where it's too weird or um it also, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it also hits that perfect Powerpuff Girls zone of, wow, this would be really messed up if it weren't a cartoon, yeah. a la, again, a grown-ass man in nothing but his underwear thrusting his crotch at an innocent couple in the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> it's good. That was, a, that was one of the trailer scenes. They were desperate to get out of the elevator. Yeah, they were. Oh, God. I would be too, honestly. Yeah, the, it was actually funnier in the movie than it was in the trailer. It was, because they had the timing and they had the um, the underpants orchestral theme in the background, which is, which is a which is great, which swirling violins drum beats and a Latin choir chanting underpants underpants yeah Yeah. a lot most of the jokes from the trailer were way better in execution in this movie yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like the trailer was actually kind of taking the piss out of uh, kids movie trailers uh, which I thought I thought was the aesthetic it was going for because it was like oh yes look at all these modern contemporary things and I'm like you know there's gotta be something more than that considering like why what the books are? Because like, I was like, it's like, okay, what's George? Because everybody, uh, lots of people would be like, oh, did you see that movie? They got played George Beard, George and Harold, and those those weird uh, Kanye West. I think I will, called glasses. And I it, will admit to complaining about the Kanye shades. Yeah, lots of people weird. complained about the Kanye shades to me, and I was like, no, that the fits their personality. Uh, uh, that fits well, their personality a lot after they pulled something off. So. It's not just the Kanye shades, it's their entire cocky demeanor with the boom boxes. I'm, I'm gonna sound like Why nothing shirt? but an old person here, but with their boomy boxes and their popped collars. And their was, Hawaiian yeah. shirts, and, they're, and they even they, they even mention, like, they're just like, they, they're like, I get this, like, I can't see anything in these shades. He's like, dude, do you see that? I can't see anything in these shades, dude. Yeah, that, that <laughs> Later, things start going wrong. He's like, dude, these shirts were a mistake! These shirts shirts are premature! (laughs) That's right. Yeah, oh yeah, when everything starts going wrong is when they realize that um, brainwashing their their principal into being a superhero maybe might not be such a good idea, especially when... 
if they like if they have him as their principal, he's going to expel them. But if they don't have him as their principal, he's a doofy superhero man running around in his underwear that can't actually think for himself. Who accidentally hires a mad scientist, a very evil mad scientist, please, Professor Pippi P Poopy Pants, actually a, a, a third middle name, a vengeance specialist. Let, let's. Yeah, that's all. That's like he didn't go to Vengeance Medical School for three years to be called Doctor. Thank you very much. In a dark place, uh, there. Oh God! And even the comedy they pull there—it's—it's very standard. But the bounciness with which they execute uh, it—it's just him pulling stuff out of his briefcase. You know, you've seen it in Looney Tunes, you've seen it in Mary Poppins, but they do it so well here with such vigor and violence (laughs) that it works. He's searching for his resume, pulls out a battle axe, a mace, a flamethrower torture devices, various things, and, and a, a vial of poison yeah. that, yeah. when it explodes, actually has the little skull things coming yeah. out of the yeah. cloud. Yeah, and, then, and uh, Captain Underpants just sitting there like, oh, yes, this is a good teacher for children. Yeah, you like a nice good, guy, you're hired. Yeah. I've got a good feeling about it. Yeah, and this. his resume is not any better than his briefcase may or may not be worse. It starts out pretty normal as like a, um is like an inventor for he's like an inventor for five years. Now I must take revenge. No, it's like oh yes, and here it says now you're going about to take revenge on the world. Then it just trails off into a bunch of ha 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 ha. <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> dot dot dot. Yeah, kind of like those little. Yeah. Um, it, I've only seen this gag done in Mystery Incorporated, and I think it was only a background gag. And which uh, Velma was reading out a guy's resume, and which is guys like, uh, th- um, it, now I am pure evil and will take revenge on the world. Do not trust him. He kicked my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And Mr. Incorporated was so good. Oh, yes, I was just admiring your art piece of a human shaped hole in the window. Yes. Yeah, that's, oh, how, that's how he introduced himself. He's pretty darn good. And for those of. Uh, apparently, this is a. This is a big thing people were worried about that wouldn't make it in. They don't. They do have Professor Pippi P.P. Poopy Pants' backstory. Don't worry about that. They do Esquire. Esquire. Um, they 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 um they do remove the name of his country. Um, well, like they they don't have like it introduced as his country, but but like they do have the whole thing of everybody from his country has a silly name. Um, and, and they give it as much attention as they need to mm-hmm, in a yeah. movie format. And honestly, in the movie format, it makes a lot more sense for it to be presented the way it is as um, after George and Harold figure out his last name, because he doesn't reveal it to them. Um, um, they make a comic about the evil Professor Poopy Pants uh, taking over the school with the with his evil army of toiletrons instead of a gerbil joggers, but I don't really care because it was still good. And um, the and, reveal of the name yeah. is priceless. They look at <laughs> yeah. it, the lights go dark, and then they're like... Hallelujah! His name is Poopy Pants! His name is Poopy Pants! We know his weakness! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> it's so good! And Professor Pants comes into school trying to relate to the kids, because that's what he does, even though he's just told them that he wants to remove all laughter from the world, and his, kids... His entire existence for the first third... <laughs> his entire existence for the first third of the movie is that clip of Steve Buscemi. What's up, fellow students? Yeah, and also talking about how also a few throwaway lines about how um, in his quest to remove the laughter from children's brains, he's ripped out their he's ripped out their hippocampus and brainstem. It's heavily yeah. in child, implied that he's a child murderer, and I could heavily be implied. He confirms it. They, he says they didn't survive. <laughs> 
<laughs> they died! <laughs> I still say that's heavily implied because we don't actually see the bodies. But okay, that's true. We, yeah, we, we did see the bodies. There's no, bo- no body count in this movie. I still give them kudos for going yeah. uh, like as dark as they could in a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, it's implied that a lot of people die. Yeah. A lot. Also, also just for some reason, one, one nice little note... For, um, the only cop that appears in the movie is also the only cop that ever appears in Dave Pilkey stuff. That's right. Like, um, the, um, yeah. the, um, the black dude without any hair and the, um, and the Hitler mustache. He's like, the, he's a guy that appears in, he's a guy that almost arrests Captain Underpants in the first book. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the, uh, cop in, uh, Super Diaper Baby. He's the, he's, he is the cop. Mm-hmm. God save the cop. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember why he's funny. There's some joke in the book that I don't remember why he's, like, funny, I, but I keep remembering the Gravity Falls I might falls not dudes. be giving Pilkey enough credit, but I swear it was something about eating donuts. I... Th- it was either something about being sexually attracted to donuts, or... Yes. I... Yeah. Who doesn't want to fuck those fine donuts? They got a hole. Yeah, exactly, the perfect hole. If there is anything that RE0, specifically Felix, taught me, it's that anything's a pussy if you think hard enough. Uh-huh. I wish I was Felix. <laughs> Felix the cat, the, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful cat. cat. Whenever he gets in, his fix it. reaches into his bag of tricks. It's pretty kinky. <laughs> God, no, no, like actually, like, like. Oh, never mind. We're not going to go into. Of... We're not going to go into. This is a kids' movie, guys. No, no, just yeah. speaking of triumphs of animation, let's get back to Captain Underpants because again, the animation is first rate, second rate, and that little tickle she gives you on your balls when you're done having fun on the weekend. So I did last night. Oh, baby. That's the other thing. When they walk into school and they're having their little success parade and it does the, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's kids actually saying it's slowed down and it shouldn't work, but it works. It's usually the female character. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. there's one female, one male character. Was there? No, there are two females. There's like three dudes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and like the kids are slowed down while they're saying this, but George and Harold are moving in real time. And then like the last one's like, nice shoes or something (laughs) like that. It's like he's turning his head to go to say this as like he's getting a drink of water and it's just splashing against him. It's good. Anyway, you were saying? Yeah, I think the best example of how like incredible the animation is is during the circus scene. When uh, Captain Underpants orders an entire carnival to come to the school and a bunch of chaos happens, there's just rapid-fire animation jokes and there's just a ton of action going on and it all looks super good. As well as a reference to, like, 60s Spider-Man, Electro. Yeah, yeah, Electro. Underpants sticks his face in the cotton candy machine, he takes it out, he's got the star mask. Also, for some reason, the scene was eerily reminiscent of this one Batman the Animated Series episode where the Joker kidnaps a kid and takes him to an evil carnival, and Batman has to um, Batman chases a Joker around various carnival attractions. Basically, they like, know it, nerd shit. Yeah, it, it felt a lot like that. It also, but main, uh, main strength of that scene was uh, him popping in and out of Kruppus. His yeah. body language and animation would yes. constantly change from bouncy Captain Underpants to more grounded Krupp. Because it's yeah. not just the glasses for Superman. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying there's more to the Clark Kent disguise than Superman. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. It's kind of how nobody has figured out yet that their principal's running around in underpants. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
Either that or they're too horrified to say anything. Both are probably possible. both, <laughs> considering this universe. Oh, God. It's a very special universe. Oh, yeah, so anyways, Professor Poop Pants, anyways, uh, his, um, his backstory is presented through him accepting a Nobel Peace Prize, which consi- which is basically the first part of the Poopy uh, Pants books. Dude, dude. Yeah? A Nobel Peace Prize in science invention stuff. Yeah, in science invention yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more streamlined and the, the, um, yeah. and the movie kind of makes a little bit of lampoon reference at this by combining the goosey grow and the, uh, shrinky pig into one weird device called like the shrinky growy thingy. Shrunky dunk or something. Yeah, the shrunky growy dunk thing. Which it looks like a lava lamp on steroids. I love the design of this that's thing. That's what that's, it, yeah, it's actually a, it's a, yeah, that's what, that's um, right. it's a cut, that's cause that's what the uh, goosey grow and, uh, shrinky pig were. It's actually, the design is literally them stuck together. Mm. That's well, it. That's, like that's why people were. That's why people were really, really excited for the movie because, like, the one of the like the second thing they revealed was like the uh, shrink was like a uh, his uh, Professor Poop Pants holding like a weapon, and everyone was like, "Hey, wait a minute! That's the shrinky pig goosey grow." I could have sworn they combined those two at the books and it, at some I, point they the did. Apparently, they did apparently in one, a book that I haven't read, and I'm like, "Oh, that's actually a lore thing." Okay, that's cool. You, 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 and Vati Vidya should get together and discuss the deep and ethical, ch- ethically challenging lore of Captain Underpants. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, deep lore. The deepest lore. You think that yes. the DC universe is complicated? Wait till I tell you about Captain Underpants. <laughs> your first viewing of Captain Underpants may have let a lot of things go over your head. I can't do Vati Vidya, but watch his shit. Even if you don't know who I'm talking about, just look him up. He's a good dude. Anyway, back to the silly man running around in his tidy whities Yeah, so after this, he goes absolutely insane and then embarks on a long, terrible fi- quest to rid the world of laughter instead of having everybody change their name like in the book, which uh, honestly, got, both makes uh, mo- both uh, make sense and both have... And while the... While well, the uh, change, everybody changing their name, I think is a funnier concept. This movie does have that theme of friendship and laughter and the power of children and freedom, which in the first half of the movie, like this, um, which is where we're at right now, it really feels like it's taking a piss take at this sort of movie, like this sort of dumb children's movie with shoehorned messages. Um, like, like this is also the style of the original books in which. Nothing had a message. Nothing was resolved. Life sucks. You die, and it like just kind of it's just kind of that um, nice little, I guess, dark humor mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of a parody of everything in the kitchen sink. Like I, uh, I remember one of the books uh, um, opened with explaining why adults are terrible people, <laughs> uh, um, that uh, uh, and um, and why kids are terrible people too, and how and and, ba- and basically, if you think you're going to get smarter as you get older, you're not. <laughs> Which, this movie actually did that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, let's say there's a difference between yeah, adults and grown-ups. Um, it's like, uh, grown-ups are screwballs and um, so, uh, something or other. I don't remember the full thing, but my parents took away my book and didn't let me read the book. <laughs> I showed it to them because I thought it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, and in hindsight, that almost makes it funnier. Yeah, it does! Because it proves the point! <laughs> um, Thanks, Mom and Dad! <laughs> Yeah. But it's not a bad message. It's not a bad in. message at it all. Feels, it feels right. It feels appropriate. It feels appropriate for what the characters are and how the movie's presented anyways. So yeah. it just feels like a little bit jarring that um after this um after this like little uh, like after this um after the villain's motivation is uh is played up for laughs is this is freedom stuff, lol, <laughs> laughter, all this is just normal kid stuff. It's like it actually is taken seriously later, which oh well. 
is still good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even if it wasn't, they still get in some great gags. Like, he has this brain scanner machine. It's like, yeah, here's the laughter mm-hmm. center. It's usually, like, tiny on the brain. He's like, yes, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong here. I don't see what turns it slightly, reveals that the actual oh, brain God. part is about, is only the first uh, third of the brain is like, my God, cowers behind his chair. It's, yeah, and there's some great hilarious. interactions yeah. between him and Melvin Sneedley, God, uh, yes. the teacher's yeah. pet. Like, Melvin, so... It, um, Melvin no. is like the critic of this movie. I don't get it. I don't get like exactly. I don't get it. I'm telling like he's um a lot um like for the first half of the movie, all of his uh, stuff is taken directly from the books. But his best moments, like his absolute best moments, like when he uh, like um like like like, like his introduction as a brown noser, when he finally gets the boys caught for the for, for the uh for the final time and getting them expelled, um providing Krupp with absolute proof, like he's on fire this entire movie and him and Poopy Pants is just freaking the guy Poopy Pants is fucking great this entire movie yes. um so first day of class um like as Melvin does his whole is that teacher George and how doing the thing and um and Poopy ah, Pants is a brown nosha good to know good to know yeah he just yeah. like Poopy Pants just takes the piss out of him right from the get go <laughs> and um and continues to have that mentality towards him the entire movie and Melvin's just like oh this is fine it's just fun. like the idea, like it's just the idea of a as smart, long as of he gets smart. The extra credit. Yeah, yeah. As long as he gets the extra, it's like kind of the idea of I, which, uh, um, in retrospect, after reading some reviews, it's hilarious because the dry humor is flying over people's heads, and they're only reacting to the potty humor, saying "I don't get it." Yeah. Which is what every single, re- which every single review except the Roger Ebert one that I, um, uh, the Roger Ebert website one I've seen is like. Is them completely missing the dry humor and only focusing on the what little potty humor there is and saying I don't get it, but my five year old does. So that's okay. Well, congratulations! <laughs> you're not smarter than an eighth grader. Congratulations! <laughs> you're as smart as the. You're not smarter than a fifth or a grader. Fourth grader, whichever that show is. Yes. It was fifth grader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lots of people would fail. They're as smart as the Academy Award. Lots of people, people who I watch the animation What's the what? Why? Why would I go see? Oh, what was it? The why would I go see Princess Kaguya's Song of the Sea? Why would I go see? I want to see some Disney Channel, some Chinese fucking thing. Yeah. Was, uh, that's a that's a very very badly quoted uh, actual quote from a uh, from one of the Oscar people. I love how in the last Oscars, like one of the guys is like, if you thought that your section of the film community is not represented. You're wrong. The Academy cares about. It. I'm just like, unless you're a foreign animated uh, film. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Peach vodka cigarettes should have won. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to bullshit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Peach vodka cigarettes are so good. Yeah, oh, they yeah. don't even care about American animated films. They just arbitrarily choose did, whatever. Did Lego Movie win anything? A uh, Lego Movie wasn't um, wasn't allowed to be nominated because of some. Awesome no, no, no. It's partially live action because no, no, no. live action scene. Yeah. No, no. What? Stop right there because go fuck yourself. No, yeah. they, they. I think they didn't do it because of that like small bit of live yeah, the yes, um, but only also, Oscar animated. People were like, why can't, yeah. we, why can't we vote for the Lego movie? I like the, Which my is kind of dumb like the Lego movie. Because literally, yeah. it is an animated movie. Like, those live action scenes, there's such a minimal amount of it. And the entire the thing Oscar was mostly so stop motion. little rules and stipulations just to make it so that, like, movies they don't like can't get nominated. It's like how films like Tintin's animation style can't 
be nominated for the animated film section which anymore. Which is awful. Which is wait, wait, wait. Which it was so good. Yes. Yeah, I didn't we were like, actually, oh, because okay. they use rotoscope and shit. We can't have that. Well, come on. I guess, I, guess be- old, I guess Betty Boop can't be nominated because it used a lot of rotoscope too. Yeah. <laughs> which is dumb. Wait, these uh, these, boyish, uh, these people don't know jack shit about animation. Yeah. I have never been big into Tintin. Was the movie good? Oh, it's yeah, amazing! It really good. It, right. uh, amazing. It then. Um, it's some people are kind of divisive on it because they think it's kind of a little bit. Um, I did. did um, some some people just don't like certain parts of it, but it's three Tintin books cr- um, crammed together in the best way possible. I think it captures the spirit of everything absolutely perfectly and shows off all the major Tintin characters in a really, really fun and interesting way. As yeah. a person who barely remembered. The comics. When I watched the movie, it was amazing. As a person who um, was fu- uh, who, who, who never saying. ever ever had re- had read the Tintin comics and um, oh really yeah yeah um well I I read it afterwards but oh, yeah. I watched the movie five times in a row and I made everybody I knew watched it uh, watch it and I only kind of watched it because uh, Stephen Moffat, Peter Jackson, and yeah, of uh, um who was the other one that the, the third big one I think Steven Spielberg yes yeah, yeah, yeah all three of them were behind it and I was big I just gotten into Doctor Who at the time and this is a uh, um at the time of a uh, Matt Smith's first season you know when he, when Stephen Moffat can actually write acceptable. shit yeah when Stephen Moffat could write shit and I heard and um. In retrospect, this is like that was kind of like the best thing ever because all three of them grew up with the Tintin books, and that's good. Yeah. As, a person, as a person who grew up with Tintin, it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, um, amazing. some people don't I... think that Tintin and Snowy are kind of boring, but I'm like that's the, that's that's kind of the point because it's about the adventure and the locations. <laughs> and I don't think they're that boring. I, they're I not remember, boring either. With like, yeah, the, I, I love adventure report things, but they're meant to be kind of blank, sl- blank slates because the it was originally published as like an actual reporter going out and recording things for a kid, um, for a uh, for a very racist kids magazine. Yeah. Have you ever listened to, like those old yeah. Tintin audio dramas? No. They're really good. I want. I haven't listened. To, I don't. You said you remember listening to them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. I am a whore for audio dramas. The old anime series is also the way to propose yeah. to manga mavericks. Audio dramas. God, we're. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm the biggest audiophile here, but yeah, all of are. us are audiophiles. I hey, love the spirit back in the day. We used to listen to tons of audio dramas and audiobooks back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's um, my thing now because I told you when I'm at work. This beautiful motherfucker introduced me to the Red Panda, and good God, if you have not listened to the Red Panda, go do it. Oh yeah, we didn't shill at the last uh, podcast we did the manga fight. No, you you shilled it in the. No, no, no! I've shilled, I've shilled it in every single time I've been on here except for the manga fight. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. So in that case, uh, you shill it like just tell Red them. Panda Adventures. Oh, uh, let me let me let me think. Of, let's see. Now Dakota Ring Theater for um. God, just freaking love the Red Panda. It's so good. Kit Baxter is so good. Ah, uh, because Jonathan has become the mother's basement. The Red Panda is so good. Red Panda. Ah, and Blackjack Justice is so good. Anyways, but anyways, we shilled it twice to make up for not shilling it in the Monster Girl podcast. Oh yeah, and uh, um, I'm I if if, if the Tinted Audio dramas are really really good, one of my favorite things about audio is spe- like um is when it tra- when it depicts a world that you can't see with only your ears, and since the main draw of Tintin, it looks like a whole point of Tintin is exposing you to new locations and people that you would normally never see, like teaching about different They'll cultures. They'll have to do that through audio. They do have to do it through yeah. audio, and that's, that just sounds so ambitious and cool. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the skirtso of children's comics. Yeah, if I, I don't remember the exact ones that I listened to, but I remember they traveled around, around like a shit ton. So, that's the, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, good. by the way, if you if you if you like uh, if you like audio at all or want to see what it can do, go listen to this audio drama. It's called Scherzo. Even if you don't know what the heck a Doctor Who is, have fun. Have fun thinking you're having sensory deprivation. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> so maybe we should get back, back to Captain talking Beast. about speaking of feasts for your ears and eyes. Yeah, but there, I think there isn't too much left to talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, like um, like we've we've um, major plot beats. What happens in the books? Um, like we've we have, all sucked the animation's dick. Yeah, mm, the jokes no sucking more. The jokes, the voice acting, the ending. Again, we uh, it's is a little contrived, but at the same time. The animation's still good. Mm-hmm. They get in enough jokes that it's you know it works. Yeah, it's satisfying. The only yeah. yeah. kind of want to see Crump have his happy ending, and he becomes a little bit of a better person. And yeah, even as like uh, contrite as the main ending is at times, they still get in a few jabs. Like the school is still sideways when they leave. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> um, the school gets shrunken resized and then put back down sideways uh there's still a giant bird flying around and it yeah. fucking like pterodactyl caws at the police yeah and the cops fucking run away <laughs> the cop. it's only the one cop the black dude um, oh he's always who's always there saying hey you can't do well um at this point in the movie when because captain underpants had just gotten his superpowers i was a bit i was a bit like what um because because uh the entire movie they had been building up um like they've been they've been um like really, really foreshadowing um, a few books in the series. They're foreshadowing um, the wrath of the wicked wedgie woman by ha- um, by having a bunch of pictures. By having that comic on the yeah. wall at one point. Yeah, they had they had uh, they had the comic on the wall. They had um, uh, refer- they had Miss Ribble uh, like they they had Miss um, Ribble's classroom be a certain way that it was in the books. That I, if I remember correctly, the whole romantic subplot with Mister Krupp is I'm sure is going to end horribly. If they're because uh, they seem to really, really be pushing Wedgie Woman, like the um one thing they could do the ro- um the ro- they they had the, her robots a bunch um the uh, they had the, the, right. the, the movie started out with the origin story of Captain Underpants and then it says oh yeah and then a bunch of other stuff happened um when the planet explodes cutting out you know the part if you've read the books the part where they give him this crystal that says if I if you say I summon the power of Underpanty World you get your superpowers back and that's kind of cool because that's a plot point in the book. Let's see what else was that's like the op- that's fucking opening. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, and and Something. a bunch of references to everything except fabric softener, <laughs> which is a which is a big major plot point in the Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Woman because it's the only their thing that can... Acme, it's their Walmart. It's great. <laughs> also because they uh, also because Wedgie Woman sprays him with spray starch, his one weakness, and <laughs> they need to find fabric softener, but all they can find is everything except fabric softener <laughs> for all your non-fabric softening needs it's great it's, it appears enough in the movie that it's like not a throw and it also builds up it also has some a bunch of references to the bionic booger boy by having Captain Underpants break into Snotco having certain characters from the book in Snotco having the, um a few of the buildings that um that um uh, that it, um ha- having a bunch of the boogers themselves like the ones that broke off of Melvin Featuring Melvin with his characterization from there, not like how he was in the original books, where he's kind of okay, like kind of an okay person. Now in Bo- Booger Boy, he's awful. <laughs> um, and again, having Booger Boy's comic on the wall a lot because that was a thing that happened. And the other one was the uh, lunch was the um, lunch ladies from outer space because they're friggin' everywhere. 
Also, the, like pretty much everything yeah, except yeah. the lunch ladies themselves. Yeah, like like the nerds, the um, like the nerds are referenced. The lunch ladies themselves appear. The toxic lunch waste. Yeah, the, to- the toxic lunch waste. The fact that a lunch lady is a major character, um, and isn't um, and it's the only character with blue eyes. Uh, well, who is her voice actor? Ah, oh, God, so the person who voices Mabel, and she does Kristen a great Wick. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. I don't think it's Kristen Wiig. Is it? it? Is. No, no, look it up. Yeah. Oh, so, Kristen Shaw. Yeah. So, um, if they're gonna do a bunch of like smashing a bunch of books together, they might go for two for smashing Wedgie Woman and Lunch Ladies together because the because Lunch Ladies romantic interest, um, gi- uh, and and also the ending credits had a they basically had every single illustration from Wrath of Wedgie Woman, like every single one, like they had the entire Flipporama sequence. Um, between yeah. um, Captain Underpants and the robots. Um, oh, at the end of the movie, George got hit. Um, George's giant, ha- um, George's giant hand that. Um, uh, uh, George's giant hand, which um, uh, hand. yeah, which he uses, which he uses to slap, uh, which he uses to uh, slap poopy pants in the um, in the, about the same way uh, Captain Underpants used it to slap uh, Harold's robot. That was a thing. That was a thing. Yeah, I, I but. I don't know how they're gonna make these movies because they removed one thing, well, one very important motif in the Captain Underpants universe: extra strength, super power juice. Can't they just introduce it in the sequel, though? I think that they, I think that they would, but like, I'm just surprised that they didn't have it like being a thing that they knew about from the beginning. And they, um, and um, like, like they originally give it to Krupp, um, along with the Hypno Ring uh, or whatever, and they say, okay, we probably shouldn't use this again. And then they accident, then it accidentally gets spilled on um, Miss Ribble's hair, and like that, that's just like, the little, like the little bit of it. And they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Okay, okay, we need to, we really, really need to guard this. And the rest of it, then like the last of it, is finally used up when the, uh, their grandparents take it. And you know, yeah, I, I just didn't introduce it because it would be another additional element to have in. And, <laughs> and you don't really want to have like more organic to have to just. Introduce Captain Underpants' superpowers through the radioact- radioactive waste thing. I guess and so. And I honestly like what they've done because they oh, give. Wait, fame. wait a second! I j- oh shit! I just remembered something. They got it out of the you lunch lady. You just said that you're not. They just. They, I, I just. I just remembered. They got <laughs> it out of the. Lo- they got it out of the alien lunch lady's freezer. Yeah. And he doesn't get superpowers until like the third book. Social superpowers. No, 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 no. And he got his superpowers from the lunch thing. Oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't realize it until now. Oh, they're definitely setting up a lunch ladies movie. Illuminato <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. It, as I'm trying to say, I like what they did because like it gives longtime fans a reason to watch the movie. They do stuff different, but it's still good. It's yeah. what an adaptation should strive to be. Yes. Mr. Krupp's dating an alien. This is happening, guys. The alien takeover is happening. Don't trust your lunch lady. I was actually going to say, it might be kind of cute if she turns out to be an alien. No, that's what they're going That's what they're going for. Yeah, that's what they're going for. They decide to be together anyway. Yeah, they might go in that direction. And if they do, honestly, I'm okay with it. I would would feel bad for Krom, but she was, like, completely evil. I would, I think think that they would uh, merge a wedgie woman and the alien movie together. Like, the thing that that, uh, forces her to reveal her true identity is them, is the accidental marriage proposal. And... And then she'll be Miss Ribble. Yeah. Shit. 
It's gonna be a good time. It's a good movie. Yeah. Everyone should watch it. If you don't watch it, I'll track you down and kill you because you didn't watch Kubo and the Two Strings. Either, yeah. Actually, okay, on that note, you should watch Kubo and the Two Strings, but I will restrain... Watch it on Netflix and make sure Lakita gets their money. Like, I will restrain like the furry so he doesn't track down people and yiff them to death in the night. Do you think I just fuck people for fun? Dude. Do you fuck things in general? The way I don't you, even have a grinder account. The yes. way you, you yiff, need to get a grinder it's not merely it sex, it's Greg an Ayers art form. It. Okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please but go out and support this movie. Yes, everyone Watch please. Watch it in theaters, buy the DVDs. And buy two DVDs. It, kind of like the original source material, it is the most unabashedly innocent, made-for-kids thing you could possibly imagine, while also the jokes will, also every single joke will fly over kids' heads. True story. Yes. Reading the original books growing up, uh, I would read and enjoy them and love them, but my parents laughed at them a lot more than I did. Now I know why. Yeah, that's they were funnier upon the reread when I my little brother started getting into them. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, these these are books that really hold up from your childhood in terms of their humor, and this movie was a great love letter to them. No, no, please support. Uh, go for it. No, please support. That not, not only this movie but the book series as well. Just pour money into this franchise so we can get. That second Captain Underpants movie. Because oh, yeah. I want to see it. Oh, man, I, as you may have noticed, um, every single piece of technology in the movie was mostly something that would have been from, that was like actually, that was from around the time that the original books were written, yeah. which absolutely gave it this wonderful timeless feel. Because, like, they had basic modern technology, like aux cables and smartphones, but they also used a CRT TV. Yeah, like, 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 they used, like, they used a CRT TV, the computer, um, like, the computers and, um, and, uh, the computers in the offices were like big the um, the big backed ones um it it um i love it when people do stuff like that like uh, the the TVs had dials um uh jim davis is much even if you don't respect him as a cartoonist um one of the cool things about him when he was writing and drawing garfield was that he made sure that all the technology was kind of like like so, like um, so, like they would contemporary use, was like he like he had a no, not contemporary. Like he'd have a cord or, phone, like he'd have a cord phone instead yeah. of a cordless that was popular at the time because, and the TV would have dials because honestly, that stuff just kind of looks timeless. Hey, smart can, people, look I up lo- the opera, yeah. look up the opposite of contemporary, so I don't <laughs> look like as much of a dumbass. <laughs> I like the anachronistic feel of the movie. Yeah, like there's only one thing that could possibly date it, and that's the Oprah reference. Yeah. But and I love how you can also explain that by the fact that Crump is just a, such a cheapskate yeah. that he probably just didn't yeah. want to buy a new computer or TV. Yeah, oh, and, and like it, like that was kind of even lamp- but that was even hinted at a little bit because like because Melvin's like. Try, like, um, like t- explaining to him how to use it, how to use his uh, CRT television. He's like, "No, no, I can, I can do this. It's my shit. It's my, it's my television. I bought it." <laughs> Your turtle's the one fucking up. <laughs> it's which just... was also a godsend for anyone who's had to work with hooking up AV cables and whatnot. I keep that turtle in the shower. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Again, one of my favorite gags in the entire movie. He steps in, lifts up his pant legs, like, boys looking for this. And the turtle's taped to his leg. And he's like, we've become so attached, you see. He's like stroking its head. I take him everywhere with me, even in the shower. <laughs> you see the turtles, like, cry. <laughs> and, when they, and when they liberate the turtle, the it's turtle has like, happy It's so happy. It's so, oh, God. It's adorable, and I love it. The implication is that a stuffed turtle has seen Mr. Krupp's penis. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's so much great humor in this movie. Please go see it. Yeah. Yes, but go, go. We, have, we haven't even gotten to, into a third of the great jokes in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, this is dense with amazing jokes. Yeah. But I think that does it for a discussion well, of this epic I've, movie. I've got one more thing for all of you viewers at home to discuss. How did hundreds upon thousands of people who reviewed this movie miss all the jokes in it? Because like, they're idiots. how? Because they're all Melvins. Yeah, they're all Melvins, and they all don't actively pay attention to the movie while they're reviewing it. Yeah, like most movie reviewers. Like, you don't even have to pay attention to, like, get a few. They're judging a book by its cover and not even paying attention to the what's inside. They're doing the old reviewer trick where you focus on, like, the early parts of the film, then you just half it in the middle. There was no potty humor in the early parts of the film. Where did it come from? Actually, yeah, the early part of the movie was the yeah, most cynical. Yeah, the earlier part of the movie, um, it starts out extremely cynical and dark with it, like even with references to the Hell Nine Thousand, um, child of uh, a child abuse, um, murder, to um, the loveless marriages, loveless marriages, the um, the, the um, the the, high, the the school being literally nothing more than a prison with um, with, with stuff lifted directly out of nineteen eighty four in Metropolis. It's Dark. Okay, so essentially the conclusion is that the reviewers are idiots. Yeah, like, do they just fall asleep at the beginning of the movie, wake up during the last part, and they're like, oh yeah, it's got a message in this some potty humor. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Coming it's from an idiot. Potty humor. Yeah. Coming from an idiot, you are in fact an idiot. Yeah, I guess this movie was too subtle and subversive for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Underpants was too smart for you. Yeah, Honestly, it's one of the more subtle movies I've seen in years. They'll call the Emoji Movie a masterpiece. Oh, oh God, they will, though. The greatest thing since the Lego movie. It's so, so Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the Lego movie. Don't mention it and the Emoji Movie in the same breath. I mentioned it because the emoji movie is such a like the movie. My right favorite, off. my favorite thing about the movie was the was the um, reasoning for Mister for Mister Krupp hiring a new firing the science teacher was because he wanted yes, to, he, he wanted, wanted to Saturday off with his, his family, family. <laughs> so I fired him. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have human relations? It was honestly that was the only teacher I ever felt for in the books because like he was always drawn with the sympathetic face and he always like actually had lessons and I was like oh oh and he goes oh <laughs> sad oh. anyways mending the review uh, we'd be all day if we were to discuss every joke and how great it was but yeah seriously watch this movie and see for yourself how good it is all that is good pre-shrunken cottony bye bye folks yeah so, let's uh, tell the folks where they can find you guys. If I'm born at Abraxan at twitter.com, send me uh, for, send me free BVMs and TPVMs because I want them, and memes, and Beavers. cute furry shit. 
Fever Vibrator Mutts. You uncultured swine! <laughs> I must indoctrinate you into the Church of Scanlines! But I saw your beaver vibrator the other day. Fuck you, I'm not into beavers. Fine, am... it was your tail's vibrator. Ew, he's like nine! He's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like nine, dude. And he has an intelligence higher than Einstein, that's but canon. That's nine in what, fox years? Let's do the math. Please stop justifying fucking foxes. <laughs> it's okay. He'll die before he's legal. Knuckles is dead. <laughs> uh, Knuckles. Ethan, where can people find you? Dead. Uh, if you can find me on the internet, you're probably looking into some illegal shit because I've done some stuff in the past. If you're legitimately interested, Team Deathmatch, it's a YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, It's probably not my best work. I did it a while ago, but uh, I do legitimately want to get back to it. Especially after this movie got my creative juices flowing in my places. <laughs> oh, I can satisfy those places. Keep it sexually satisfy us, Vlord, by telling us where the people can find you. Uh, yes. You can find me on Twitter at VlordGTZ. That is V-L-O-R-D-G-T-Z. And you can find me under the same name on my anime list. Uh, if you want to talk about JoJo or the amazingness that is Detective Conan or really anything that I've Reader, watch. Hit me up. Cool. Also, I've been torturing myself with Arrow lately. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, read, to... read Green Lantern, Green Arrow so you can torture yourself. Well, actually, kind of relieve a little bit of that torture by a, by laughing at how bad, it, um, how bad it tries to go over its tropes. And was surprisingly decent so far, Season of Flash, from what I've watched. Yeah. Which... So, Flash... Flash is a good show. It's not perfect, but it's a good show. Speaking of bad superhero shows, I just, um, apparently, uh, Avengers Secret Wars premiered today, and look at that promo for it! Yeah, this Where's is... my god? This is their... God, I didn't think anything could be worse than Avengers Assemble, but I... It, like I, I always hated her. I was, I, I actually kind of, I kind of like Carol's design, uh, redesign. I hate her newer designs. They made it worse! Oh, man. <laughs> hey... What do they do to Miss Marvel? When is, tum- when is Tumblr Squirrel Girl going to show up? Are you going to feel position? Okay. Mm-hmm. When is Tumblr Squirrel Girl going to show up with a messed up face? Never. Uh, uh, Jace left the room a while ago. I don't know where he went. Yeah. If you heard a snarky voice, and oh my god. That is some really bad animation. That is official. Uh. This is a. This the, is like her uh, face isn't shaded. That's a CGI yeah. background, straight up, and it's not even like trying to hide it. Yeah, like yeah. like um her her hair's her, oh my her, god her, her, face her are shield cheap. and her boobs this are is the like only thing that out are of shaded. A made adult swim show. True, seriously. I mean, surely Disney. Early could have episodes had of more Venture Bros are better this. than more this. More talent to put into this. Yeah, the weird thing about Disney shows nowadays um, is if, they're either amazing or crap. No, 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 like they're superhero shows. Is that after oh, Earth's yeah. Mightiest Heroes and which was a huge success, great toy line, everything and everything, um, was canceled because um, the head at Disney uh, thought that kids couldn't follow a, a story-based cartoon. And was obviously proved wrong as pretty much every single one of his cartoons except Avengers Assemble bombed and Avengers Assemble only succeeded not because of, you know, viewership, but because that was the only Avengers branded toys that people were buying because they're the only Avenger branded toys for kids inside of enthusiasts. Ultimate Spider-Man ran for, or what was it called? Sp- was Ultimate, it? Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, so that ran for a long time We for don't some get reason. to have Yeah, I don't remember why. I, um, I, may, I, it, toys, I probably for that one too. And, like, 
they know that this kind of thing isn't successful, especially with their newer focus on more story-based shows that they've I found mean, because they, they start, started funding things like Star vs. the Force of Evil after the success of Gravity Falls because, my god, hey, maybe story-based things make money. And hey, my favorite. Brave and the Bold made a frig ton of money in toy sales beating out our crap even though nobody's, there's been no good DC movies, there's no good DC movies at that time. My least hey. favorite thing about Wander Over Yonder was the overarching plot. That was terrible. Yeah, it was so bad kill me oh, even he, though like honestly the overarching plot only showed up in the last two thirds yeah they had to kind of cut a and we'll never get more thirds because fuck you disney yeah and zizzy's like oh, okay so, so we can't so obviously let's uh not do overarching storylines that sell because they keep getting people coming back to see characters they love and we're not going to put lesser known characters into our shows because that's whole because um, because having a having a nice little fleshed out universe um, advertising for our comics, toys, and movies, Jesus Christ, and man, things that we might do in the future, and giving people a nice little sense of uh, scope, obviously is a bad idea for a multi multimedia franchise. This is why we can't have characters like friggin' like because this is why we can't have the Fantastic Four or more people than Sh- in Shield than Nick Fury or that we can't we can't have the Howling Commandos we can't have any, the leader or any of his gang we can't we can't have those guys because why would we want to sell toys let's just make more and more simplistic Avengers shows and every so often we'll when movies come out we'll like. I don't know, throw more characters in there in a new show, and we'll throw in a Carol and Miss Marvel because we really, 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 really want to make our own Wonder Woman, but we can't because we're incompetent at writing. Going oh, back to closing down the show, like, the entire... Aside from their movies, like, the comics and the animated series are, like, terrible. You, um, you, saw, the, you saw the new initiative, right? About their comics where they're, like, going back... To the t- going back to the good old days, the le- um, the celebrating what made Marvel great, uh, an old style thing. They really didn't understand any of anything, like of what made that kind of thing great. They're just like, okay, so fans don't want diversity. All right, we won't give them diversity. We'll just present our old characters alongside new ones. Without a, but we're also going to try to push our new ones, and also no diversity now. And I'm like, that's this that. Do you, do you even know why con- why convergence and rebirth were popular? Do, do you understand why people don't like you, Marvel? Do, do you understand? Yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. I think the fact that you're having this conversation is pretty good proof that they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like I I would I love also I'm throwing character. the stop it pillow at you. We can have a Marvel podcast another time, but I'm throwing yeah. the stop it pillow at Going you guys. Going back to closing out the show. Yeah. Make Carol Danvers interesting, please. Yes. Where can the good people find you? Well, I wanted to say, did anyone know where Jace went and He's where in the bathroom. Find he doesn't have his social media, it doesn't matter. He okay. just lives in his house. Well, uh, I guess the no what happens with Jace, you're just going to have to listen to episodes of his show where he shows up to say a random line every ten minutes. Yeah. Yay! 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 But as for the podcast, you can find more at Movies and Manga Mavericks. Follow the show on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks and on tumblr at manga mavericks.tumblr.com and on youtube on our channel 
Uh, just Manga Mavericks, just search for it, remember guys? So please like and subscribe our content on there, as well as rate and review us on iTunes, because both will help the show grow. And please send any suggestions, comments, criticisms, questions to our email, mavericks at gmail.com. We love hearing your suggestions, and we love answering your questions. So please do that. Hey, and send so, all hate mail to Colton. Yeah, send all hate mail to Colton. I just started reading more on the thread. They're trying to bring back fans of Earth's Mightiest Heroes by having Black Panther and Hawkeye have the same dynamic as they did in Earth's Mightiest Heroes without establishing anything between them. Oh, oh. wow. They sure understand what oh. we love about these characters, don't they? Oh. You guys should podcast about this. Seriously. I, they wow. have, the thing that sings about this is that the only time that Carol Danvers was ever interesting outside of her alcoholism was in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That was the only time she was popular among, like, little kids, too. Just, just bring it back! Just bring yeah. it back! Make Carol good again. Make Captain Marvel good again. I think bring. that's about it, guys. Tra-la-la! Man, Carol Danvers good again. Yeah. That's about it, guys. Carol Danvers this was never been great. another Manga Mavericks at movies. Outside of that. I'm going out. Yeah. yeah. Just going off of what you anyway, say. Yeah, we love you anyway, guys. Goodbye. Thank you for watching. If you did, and if you just tuned out, well, then I could probably say anything I wanted. For those people who tuned out early, you suck, and they're probably never going to find love. Hey, yeah. Sam. Sayonara. Sayonara, Sayonara. suckers. Sayonara, bye-bye. Sayonara, bye bye. By the way, in the. Because we've been close together. We're not alone. Sayonara, bye bye. In the nature of full disclosure, when you were going on your little Marvel tangent, I would like walk up behind you and be like, I know. I know. Then I was like, fuck back finally. Jace, do you want to say something before we close out the show? You were waiting for me? Not really. No. And he'll be right there That freaky bald dude in his underwear He'll drop his trousers